What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> What's happening, Twilex and Rodians of the internet world? I am your host, Josh Schramm. Chris is out this week. He's uh, sick. We hope he feels better. And this is the Star Wars Friends Show. And I am Iron Man because I'm the only person who's been on the episode, every episode of the show so far. <laughs> and I am joined with my Star Wars friends. Uh, this is Justin. And Pong Krell is really Dexter Jester's evil twin brother. That is horrifying. Uh, this is <laughs> this is Kyle, and Mandalore will survive. They always survive. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, you Indeed. pulled one out, even though you I thought told you weren't going to have one. <laughs> I know That's my Clone Wars. <laughs> All right, so we're a little off the rails today because none of us know how to host as good as our uh, regular host, Chris, but we're going to try to go for it anyway. Um, and so we're gonna today we're going to do a little quick... Uh, mailbag episode <clears throat> but before we get into that um let's give you guys the socials and stuff so that way we can continue to keep the mailbag full you guys can uh contact us on social media at sw friends show we're sw friends show on instagram twitter and on facebook and then also you can email us at show at star wars friends.com we right. do love we do love getting email questions. They're they're they've been pretty interesting the last week. So uh, lots of Clone Wars stuff coming in. It's been interesting. It's a great well, time it, to be a Clone Wars fan. Oh yeah, and it it lets our listeners kind of steer the show, which I which I think is cool. And it it reminds us that yes, people are listening to the show. So yeah. which is always fun for us too. We love the feedback. So please 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 keep uh in you know getting with us on social media, sending us questions. We love it. It's it's our one of our favorite things about doing this show. So with that, should we get into our questions? Yeah, yeah I say let's do it. Do it. So I think Justin should read the question because sure. questions because he has the most dulcet tones of the whole group with his <laughs> with his deep voice. All right. So Thesaurus, let's go. <laughs> so our first one uh, was sent to us via email. This comes from uh, Jolie. Um she says, hello, I've really enjoyed listening when I can, but one question topic I would love to hear discussed is what are y'all's favorite Clone Wars episodes or arcs? I'm currently rewatching it, and I'd love to hear some of y'all's thoughts before the new season comes out. Um, she had a follow-up question to that on Twitter as well, which said, how do you, how do you think Rex, Wolf, and Gregor will learn to remove their chips, and why aren't they able to convince the others? What are y'all's favorite story arcs uh, so far in the series? And that was just a repeat of what she'd email, emailed us. So there we go. Uh, first of all, I just realized that this is Jolie, someone I actually know. She's a cheerleader at Georgia Tech. Um, hey, Jolie, good question. Thanks Ooh, for wait. sending it in. <laughs> I had no idea. That's awesome. Um, so maybe I, I'll, I'll go first on this one just because I, I think I'm the the least knowledgeable in Clone Wars. Um because I, I watched all of it, and I was telling the guys this before the show, but I, I watched everything, and I loved it, but I've only watched the whole series through one time, and my memory is terrible. Sleep apnea kind of kills your memory, because uh, you weren't I wasn't sleeping all that for like six years. we got to get um, you one of those CPAP machines. No, Josh. I have one, yeah. so my memory oh, is better whew, now, good. but anything right. from like before is just it's all very it was a full character a, arc you just went on here cloud <laughs> of the dark side is looming heavy over my memory um but i will i think i mean one of the the, the biggest thing um is ahsoka just ahsoka's entire character arc 
I remember walking out of that movie, the the um, animated movie, thinking, "Oh, this character, this new character is annoying." Well, I don't, I don't like her. Um, I I hope she doesn't become like a big thing. I and think then that was kind of the common opinion, really, at that yeah. time. But then here we are, coming out of you know, coming out of Clone Wars. Um, she's one of the most popular characters in the entire franchise, and one of my favorite characters in the franchise. And I don't think. I can think of any other character in any other media that has had that swift of a turnaround because of a good character arc or not swift, but just complete, complete turnaround from, you know, where she started to where she was at, you know, at the end of the story. Yeah, it's, it's hard to change people's first impression. Right. And Ahsoka yeah. really did that. It's her it's growth incredible. and journey over six, seven seasons of Clone Wars. That's impressive. Cause there, I don't know that there's a lot of other Star Wars characters like that that have that time to grow and develop and age. You know what I mean? Anakin and Obi-Wan are probably the only other two. And really, you get most of their growth and development from the movies or what you see in the movies. Um, so those are probably the other two. Uh, and maybe in Yoda, probably the other one. He's probably the other big one out of that group. So, yeah, I'd agree. I don't know. I've, I feel like we see most of Anakin and Obi-Wan's growth in the Clone Wars. Because I... Mm-hmm. I I, I feel think you get like a lot of it there, yeah. Especially, yeah. I mean, can. and think about how much that this series has colored the prequels. Because without it, you have think about their relationship just with the movies. You don't, you don't have any of the subs. Like you have both pieces of bread, but none of the meat or the peanut butter and jelly of the sandwich. Like, yeah, it adds tons of like, subtext. Oh, we're kind supposed of. to assume that they had all these adventures and this is why they're mm-hmm. close or whatever, but we don't see any of it. So without the clone, uh, clone Wars is essential to star Wars mm-hmm. overall. Are there any characters in clone Wars that you think did not develop over the story arc? I, I think there's plenty okay. of like secondary characters, like, you know, you get your Kit Fistos and your Plo Koons and your Shock Tees and things who appear in an episode or two here and there, but they don't really, they don't really have any kind of arc. They just mm-hmm. exist. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're sounding boards and secondary characters. Yeah, um, I feel like Plo Koon just exists to make Palpatine look more badass because they they do in the episodes that they have him, he's awesome, like uh, Kit Fisto, and and but. Then he gets murked like immediately. Yeah. You know, when he goes to well, arrest Palpatine. That actually kind of leads into two of the things I was going to say about my favorite arcs. Um, one of which was going to be the arc on Moncala, where um, it, there's Prince Lee Chan, some, something. There's mm-hmm. a young prince. Yep who's been, uh, I don't know, I guess his, the king has died or whatever, so he's becoming the king. And and um, Mon Cala is inhabited by the Mon Calamari and also the Corrin, and, and there's a, a, a civil war, and uh, the, the separatists come in to back the Corrin, and the Republic come in to help. But it's a really cool underwater story. It incorporates the Mon Calamari, who, Josh, you mentioned when we were talking about the um about the Mandalorian how the they were like a symbol of the republic they were one of the main um they were a major military force and and when the rebellion or the rebellion i guess when the rebellion won uh the calamari flan was a big was a source of income that people traded in or whatever so uh i really liked that arc for a lot of reasons and Kit Fisto being underwater, being an awesome like underwater Jedi was cool. Outfitting the clones and the Jedi with um, scuba gear was really cool. And I think we call in the Gungans because they're an underwater um, society with a standing army. And that that was one of my favorite threat or favorite story arcs. Um, even though it's kind of a little one, and I don't think it really has a huge bearing on maybe Clone Wars or Star Wars as a whole, but it was a story that I think kind of fleshed out a lot of things that we see a lot in Star Wars and um, gave us some cool little things that you don't get to see, including a beheaded sentient talking shark person, which is (laughs) awesome. (laughs) True. Um, And Kyle, I'm glad that you picked a a story arc that's not 
very common in Clone Wars, or like one that's not the the major yeah. ones, right? Because everybody goes right to, you know, the Force arc Mortis. with Yoda in in the Force priestesses or the Mortis arc, right? That's that's the first two that usually everybody go to as their favorite. Mine was actually um, the Shadow World episodes, the Mutiny on the Shadow World episodes with Pong Krell. Mm-hmm. Um, I he's just to me a really really fascinating character because here's another Jedi that's fallen right and and given into the dark side mm-hmm. and um, he's playing the clones against each other and it was a really I'm a big clone guy a stormtrooper guy I love imperial stuff and and that kind of thing and for me it was interesting to see um, I, it's one of Rex's better story arcs because it's really hard for him to mm-hmm. go I have to obey orders but I have to keep my men protected at the same time because they're, they're getting killed left and right. And he's, he's having a very, very difficult crossroads um, in that episode. So I thought for him, it was a great um, development of story for just Rex in and of himself. And you get his, his, um, his number for the first time in that episode. And you, you, you learn a lot about him and who he is. Well, the clones and their humanity and their ability to learn and all those things that makes them different than a droid army because they are people it is another thing, like Josh was saying, really gets fleshed out in the Clone Wars. You don't get that in right. the movies because they just drop in these soldiers. You know, we saw the little baby Boba Fett's eating lunch on Kamino or whatever, <laughs> but uh, the Clone Wars animated series really you learn that these people are dying for something that they believe in, but they were also created for it. And, uh, you know, there are people who desert. We meet the one guy who, uh, you know, he kind of deserted the army and raised a little family and went into hiding. And Mm -hmm. um, it it really, really adds to the universe and the story. Um, Yeah, and and you're right. I think, and another thing I was going to say about Paul Krell is had things gone a little differently, he probably would have ended up being an inquisitor, right? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, he had the, what, four double bladed lightsabers. Yeah, it was pretty slick. <laughs> like, he had a lot going wow. on there. And that was the only time that you see, I think that forearm character outside of Dexter, like another species That's of his. I think of it. Yeah. And I can't remember the species name, but, um, and you, I think with the clones, you get their, um, I think it was one of the first episodes. It's um, Yoda's going to meet the Toydarians. It's it's the, the first very or first second. Episode. It's very first episode, and mm-hmm. the clones basically say, "We're expendable. We're here to do this." And he's like, "No." He's like, "Your name is this, and and this is your personality, and your name is this, and you're a leader." And he mm-hmm. calls out all three of the clones and views them as people, not you know, just something that they can, that are expendable to him, um, in that episode. And, and I think that's when those three, at least kind of realize that and, um, realize yeah, that they're appreciated by the Jedi and, and what they're doing. That's something they elaborate on throughout the whole series. Um, one of my other favorite arcs and I was, I, I actually tweeted, um, basically all these episodes, a whole list of them a couple weeks ago on the mm-hmm. Star Wars Friends show, but um, anything with Darth Maul, I, I'm into it. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool. His He came back from being cut in half, and and they made me buy into it and believe it, and I am skeptical. You know, you guys may have already gathered that from listening or knowing me or whatever, but um, they pulled it off, and I think that character is so interesting and so cool and he's so tortured and you can just like, he's an open wound all the time. He's just Mm -hmm. like so raw and so angry and so hurt. And, uh, man, I, I cannot get enough of him. I think he is so, so cool. And I, I enjoy his whole arc through this series and through rebels. Um, so Mm -hmm. any, any, Darth Maul episode, any Maul episode is one of my favorites. And like we were talking about Plo Koon and Kit Fisto being um, an avenue to just show how badass Palpatine is. 
Uh, I think in Clone Wars, they use Darth Maul and his brother, Savage Opress, with the most on-the-nose, uncreative name in the history of Star Wars. But uh, they, <laughs> they use them to also show how Palpatine can kind of just do whatever he wants. These two are like so badass and so ruthless. They can do anything they want. He beheads Pre Vizsla. He takes over Mandalore. He's the head of all these crime syndicates. He kills Jedi, he, he, all these things. And Palpatine gets wind of it. He shows up and imposes his will. They can do nothing against him because he's so powerful. And you don't get to see that a lot. And it, it's like a little shocking in um, Revenge of the Sith, but you get to see it a few times in Clone Wars. And that is one of the coolest Palpatine things that I think ever happens mm-hmm. in Star Wars was that in that that Darth Maul arc. Yeah. Palpatine's a Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah. When did he even kidding. train? When like who yeah. taught him? Who's his dad? How can yeah. he have be so whatever? <laughs> um one to 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 piggyback on what you were saying about Maul, uh Maul obviously is I'm I'm the same way. I, I eat it all up. And he's another person that we got a little bit of EU stuff for him. There were some comics and there were some a couple books, but like he's another character that had like no real character development in the movies or not not very much. And then they totally fleshed him out and made him more, you know, added to his story, just like with Ahsoka and with Obi Wan and Anakin and with the clones in Clone Wars. And like without that, we wouldn't. He would just be this guy that got killed didn't say said two lines and got killed at the end of a movie otherwise and it would have felt like a missed opportunity just because of how cool just visually looking at it that's a cool character there's no way around oh yeah well i was just gonna say we breezed over the clones a little bit but the second half of jolie's question is how do you think rex wolf and gregor so if you don't know off the top of your head those are the three clones that we meet in rebels out in the desert in their big sand crawler tank thing um Wolf had the, he's the one without the eye, basically, right? Mm-hmm. He had the one yeah. scar over his eye. Um, and then Rex obviously was Rex and went off with Ahsoka and the ghost crew. And and then Gregor was the third one who, Gregor was the clone who had he's amnesia. The crazy one. He, uh, he, well, he was crazy uh, in, in Rebels, that's for sure. But yeah. in Clone Wars, he had amnesia because he had crash landed on this desert island. It was from the, um, the D squad story arc mm-hmm. with with the droids uh if if you remember that yep um but anyway she was asking how how will they learn to remove their chips and why aren't they able to convince the others so i think it's a, you know basically why aren't they able to convince the others i think that there's a relationship with some of these clones in the jedi that is very personable and i think Somewhere along this next season, we're going to learn how they get it out. And I think it's it's got to come from somebody that knows them intimately and works with them mm-hmm. very, very closely, right? And I think my two probably top people would be Ahsoka, number one, if she convinces them and finds out about it in some way, right? Hey, you guys need to do this, right? If you can save others, if you cannot save yourselves some something in that fashion the only other one that i could see um but he didn't work with them super closely would be yoda um and and Mm -hmm. i I think my only reason for thinking is that is because i know anakin and obi-wan work very very closely with rex as well but um i think um i I don't see anakin doing that do you know what i mean I, i just don't see that going hey there's a chip in your brains that's going to make you turn on all the Jedi, take it out. I don't see that coming from Anakin, and I, I don't, for some reason, see it coming from Obi-Wan because I don't think he knows. So I, I think my top two would probably be uh, Ahsoka and potentially Yoda. I don't know who else it would come from unless it's not a Jedi altogether that tells them about it. I, I don't expect it to be a Jedi um, I, I wish I could remember. I know exactly the story arc she's talking about where they go to Camino um, be, because there's a clone whose chip malfunctions tough. and he, it's yeah, tough. he, he kills, he kills Jedi Master Jedi. Jedi. 
Tiplar and Tiplee, and he there kills Tiplar. Yep. He he kills the one, and then they go to get him investigated, and that's why, is it Fives? Is Fives the other one that's there with him? Yes, that's and, correct. And that's where Fives finds out that they're implanted with this organic chip that can trigger them to do. But then I don't remember exactly. I remember Fives tried to expose it, and he tried to tell people, and it didn't really work. But I, I can't remember exactly what happened to him. He did end up dying, right? I think they, so. They killed him. So yeah, I'm not not to that season yet on my rewatch, but I, I know so. I, I've seen it a bunch of times, but I can't remember the finest of details off the top of my head right now. I haven't gotten there yet either, but I think the way that was left is that kind of explained how the chips worked to us, how Order 66 worked to us, but the people who discovered it were all kind of taken out. So right. it's going to have to be rediscovered again, or it's going to have to be something with these clones are older and they've been around for so long. Maybe they're just able to overcome it. Who knows? Rex is actually going to be with Ahsoka and Ahsoka is not a Jedi anymore. So how does the specifics of order 66 really work? Maybe it doesn't even trigger for him and, and everybody who's on Mandalore, I'm not really sure. Or maybe it doesn't mm, do anything because there's not a Jedi there. Um, yeah. I don't know. Gregor, again, we know is in a bit of a unique situation because he got separated from his clone battalion. And he was off on his own. And he had he was in a crash. And he had amnesia. And he somehow survived another big firefight. So, uh, you know, Wolf has that face scar that we were talking about I, I don't know if that stuff will play into it if it's just a malfunction because i think the knowledge of it was kind of lost as i remember mm-hmm. okay so i have something that might play on this ahsoka thing and i can't i'm trying to remember there was a comic i read recently and it deals with the inquisitors and oh man i can't remember it's I don't know if it's a Vader comic or if it's the Je- no, it's not Je- or if it's Jedi Dark Order, but there's two. There are two Inquisitors, so all of the Inquisitors are former Jedi, mm-hmm. and there's it's the two. There's two Inquisitors that are in love, and Vader tries to kill one of them, and the other one stops him, and then they try to outrun Vader, and there's Inquisitors and Purge troopers chasing them. And then they've cornered them somewhere, and one of the Inquisitors who's being chased, like, uses the Force to lift the helmets off of the Purge Troopers, and it reveals that they're all clones. And she's she says something along the lines of just what I thought, and then she accuses all of the Inquisitors that are with the Purge Troopers, like, oh, well, you guys are... You guys are Jedi, or used to be Jedi, once a Jedi, always a Jedi. And then the clones are like, what, they're Jedi? And then they start shooting at them because they have, like, they're pre-programmed to attack Jedi. So I feel Hmm. like, you know, Ahsoka's lack of status as a Jedi officially might, as long as no one reminds the clones that she's a Jedi in that (laughs) moment, or was a Jedi, like, might, you know, she's no longer marked for persecution because she's not, like, a... Technically, a Jedi. I don't yeah, know if that'll all play out the that same. But works, but yeah, that it might have like just been a loophole not. for that one panel of that comic. But that's a good question, know, it's, though. It's yeah. There. Yeah. Well, let's um let's dive into some of our other questions here. So we got another one here from Twitter. Um, this comes from Tyler at Tyler zero five two five seven seven. Um, where Luke, this is a, a Rise of Skywalker question. Um, were Luke and Leia a dyad? If so, would this impact their kyber, kyber crystals and give Rey the ability to do what Mace Window could Mace Windu could not, and reflect the lightning back to Palps? Uh, probably reading into things too much, but still. Um, I so I actually went back and I, I watched uh, Revenge of the Sith real quick to make sure to see if I missed something with Windu um, not being able to block um, Palpatine's lightning, but he was. Um, he used his saber to block Palpatine's lightning up until he went to strike uh, Palpatine down and Anakin cut his hand off and then his lightsaber went flying out the window. So Tyler uh, said reflect it back though. 
Yeah, uh, yes. So he could block it, but he couldn't reflect it back. So I don't know, for me personally, I don't know that the kyber crystals have, I mean, I think they can just absorb force energy maybe. Um, I don't know if maybe because of how close Ray was getting to palps, right? Like she was walking up to him and maybe it was just close proximity. I don't know. But um, I, I don't know. I, the other thing could be his was the only purple one. Maybe that was... It had some ability because it was purple. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but that's that's my take on the the lightning saber crystal things. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I'm going to say that the kyber crystal doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's just a sort of an avenue through which the force can flow and it can channel energy and things like that. But mm-hmm. we saw Yoda catch the force lightning and ball it up and shoot it back without using a saber at all. So I don't think it, as far as canon examples, we are to believe that the, the saber is not necessary to be able to pull that move off. You know, Um, I don't think, I think a Kyber crystal is a thing. It's a natural thing. And, the Jedi have a connection to it. They find it. And we learn that in the Clone Wars too, to bring this back. But um, I don't think the user affects the crystal. I think they just kind of have a connection, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and Mace did reflect the lightning back, though, because that's how Palpatine gets oh, horribly his, disfigured. Yeah. His gross face that way. Yeah, yeah. his jowls. <laughs> his jowls. So yeah. do you... Knew? So do you, to answer the first part of the question, do you think Luke and Leia were a dyad similar to Ray and Ben? I don't know. I thought they were they're twins, which is a whole different thing, you know, like there's that twin connection that people talk about, like if my twin hurts, I hurt and all that. And I don't, you know, I don't know if there's truth to that in the real world or not, but you know, they were definitely able to communicate with each other, but they're also both force sensitive. But I I don't know. I don't have any reason to think they were connected quite in the way that um Ray and, and Kylo were, or Ben if if you will. But I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing to think about. I'm not convinced either way, I guess. I'm with you. I don't think we've seen enough to know that they are, but we have seen plenty of examples of Force users who have some sort of connection, whether it be familial or just have some sort of a bond, be able to reach out to each other on a rudimentary level. Um, I mean, because they don't really... They call out to each other and they can sense each other, but they don't necessarily... like. You know, talk to each other in the same room, even though they're, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, we see Vader do it with Luke. We see Luke and Leia do it. We see, I was telling uh, Justin before the show, we, we, in that first um, story arc in Clone Wars, they're able to find Plo Koon because Ahsoka can feel him, even though um, Anakin cannot when he's out on that escape pod. Um, And they have that connection because he found her when she was a a youngling. Right. So... Mm -hmm. I think I would say, I mean, it, it's it's definitely not possible. I don't want to rule it out, but I I don't think there's be, there's nearly enough evidence to say yes. I think I'm I'm leaning towards no, but if it turns out, you know, in, in episode ten that they say that they are a dyad, you know, I'm not going to be upset about it. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I'm going to flip back over to kind of clone wars and where we just left off before i get into our our, after this one our last question um what are any loose plot threads that you think will be picked up for the last season do you think any of the new star wars films will influence what we see or the direction it will go into that question comes to us from the alliance to continue star wars legends at (laughs) continue sweu on twitter yeah that was a uh, love that um I want to join that alliance, please. (laughs) Um, I think for me, uh, one of the big ones that I want to see um, is Ahsoka and where she goes at the end of this, because I want to see how close it is to the actual Ahsoka novel. Um, And Josh and I were talking a little bit before the show um, about it. And it's been a, a hot minute since I read 
the novel, but I'm pretty sure when that novel picks up and she gives her backstory, she left her sabers um, essentially in two graves. Um, one was for her, and I thought the other one was for Rex. And Kyle, That's correct true. me if I'm wrong. She left her sabers in a grave. So somewhere she has to – she was trying to deceive somebody that she was dead and Rex was dead. She that was allowed trying to them to basically escape. everybody. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't know what that was in direct correlation to, though. Is it because clearly we see her engage Maul uh, in in the trailer for I, Clone I can Wars. clear that up just a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. They they said in the novel, um, in the Ahsoka novel, that uh, spoiler alert for the show, but <laughs> it it ends with Maul trapped in in a little energy field, basically like. Obi-Wan and Anakin are at the beginning of um, Attack of the Clones. They get trapped. They trap him in a little bubble, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And Order 66 has been ordered, I guess. That's redundant, but uh, it's happened. So for whatever reason, we haven't really established why yet. We talked about it, but for whatever reason, Rex and Ahsoka they still have their faculties about them. You know what I mean? They're not trying to kill each other. So Ahsoka knows that the Jedi are being, being hunted down and she's not a Jedi, but I think she's close enough that there, she's probably got a target on her back and she's very aware mm-hmm. of that. And they established that throughout the Ahsoka novel too. And also Rex, if he is not participating in clone in order 66 and he realizes what's going on, which, which that's, what's really happening is they're realizing that, Palpatine is sort of taking over and taking out the Jedi and and so they have to both go into hiding and to do that they fake their own death and they say they died during the siege of Mandalore and she plants her sabers there um, at two false graves and I think they bury a clone and mark its grave as Rex and I don't remember specifically mm-hmm. with how they established her but they left her sabers so that's why she has to develop the new ones which are the right. white ones that we see right. in the beautiful ones yeah i love those <laughs> they are gorgeous um what about you um, josh yeah go ahead um i i'm not really sure <laughs> this comes with my 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 memory piece um i mean are, are we talking about loose we're talking about loose threads right yeah, yeah. sorry i got i got so i was like trying to think about the novel it's okay um, yeah. go ahead Oh, I've, I've got an I've got an answer. Okay. If you want me to go ahead and fire something off, yeah, you go ahead and I'll let me continue to I, think about it. That's all right. I think the <laughs> I think the obvious uh, Ahsoka is an obvious one. I definitely want to know. Last we really saw of her, she just said, "I can't go back," and she walked off, and it was a tearful goodbye, and it was so sad. Uh, so I definitely want to know what happens with that. The last thing we got of the Siege of Mandalore is, um, or not the siege, I guess, but. With Maul having taken over Mandalore, is he kills Duchess Satine right in front of Obi Wan, gives him like one of the most horrible lines in the history of Star Wars, and uh, he kills his love interest right in front of him. And when Savage is like, "Well, now do we kill Kenobi?" He goes, "No, you send him down into the prison to drown in his own misery." And how terrible is that on a kids show? But uh, <laughs> so Obi Wan escapes, and and. Bo-Katan helps him get out and she says, um, tell the Republic what happened. And he says, well, that's going to surely lead to a Republic invasion. And that's when Bo-Katan says, yes, and Maul will die, but Mandalore will survive. We always survive. And that's where we we leave it. Mm -hmm. So this is obvious and it's obviously going to happen because that's the main part of what this last season is about. But I'm really excited for that. And my little like fun aside one that's definitely not going to happen is um, I, I mentioned this too, but there's a there's a short story arc. I think it's maybe three episodes, but they take a, a group of Jedi younglings to Ilum to find their kyber crystals, mm-hmm. and they end up getting attacked by Hondo, who's like one of the coolest Clone Wars characters. <laughs> I love Hondo, but they get attacked by Hondo, and Ahsoka gets kidnapped, and they rescue her, and there's this whole thing, and but the droid who basically teaches Jedi younglings how to build their lightsabers, he's been around for, I guess, thousands of years teaching Jedi how to build sabers. Um, but at the end, he says that was the most exciting 
I can't remember what they call it. It's not, I keep wanting to call it, it's the something, the, ah, someone, someone's going to correct me online and be so pissed that I can't remember it off the top of my (laughs) head, but whatever. When the Jedi go find their, their Kyber crystals. um, And he says, this is the most exciting since master Yoda got his Kyber crystal. Um, But we'll have to tell you that story another time. And they just kind of leave it. So, I'd love to know what the hell went down like 800 years ago when Master Yoda got his kyber crystal, but I'm fully aware that that's not going to happen. <laughs> I think the I think Clone Wars in and of itself is it, I mean from start to finish as as much as we gear it towards kids there's a lot of dark stuff that happens in oh, Clone tons. Wars that yeah. um you know when you first watch it and or you know you're just casually viewing it you don't realize it but there's a lot of dark stuff in Clone Wars that happens that's uh, a little hard to swallow at times. I think, um, you know, the the Lair of Grievous, um, it was at season, late season one, early season two, when Kit Fisto meets his uh, pupil there. And yeah. he's, you know, the, the pupil's former pupil. He's so, he just completed his Jedi tra- training. So now he's a, a Jedi Knight or whatever. And um, he's just so full of himself that he tries to take on Grievous by himself and and gets killed. And Kit Fisto is just like, oh well, you know, learned his lesson. There's nothing There's I can do. Of, I'm out. Like, heartbreaking <laughs> so, things that happen yeah. in 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 Clone Wars, but yeah, it's it's hard. Um, it is not an easy show at times to to watch, but it's uh, it's beautiful in that it gives you those happy moments and it gives you those uh, kind of harder moments to watch too. And the gathering think, is what that's called. I can't lose my street cred on this. It's oh, called yeah. the gathering <laughs> of the juggalos. The um, gathering of the of the juggalos to get the kyber yeah. crystals. Yes. <laughs> um, I you know I I realize that there's a lot of dark things. We see some cold blooded murders and some dark things. But I kind of I I in my mind's eye it was always that we didn't really start getting those things until we were a couple seasons in three, four seasons in. Right. But I, and I can't remember what ep- we, we've just completed our season one rewatch. Um, and there was someone who got like stabbed, like cold blooded, killed, stabbed by a lightsaber. I think, I think maybe by Dooku, like in one of the, like the first yeah. 10 episodes. And I was like, Oh, okay. We're getting <laughs> to this kind of mature uh, uh, matter real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't even think of that kind of stuff as that bad. I think of like when Ahsoka beheads five members of Death Watch and we <laughs> like <laughs> kill the children in front of their masters and these kinds of things. It's right. like the horrible stuff that happens in Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah, no, but I, I didn't even think because I'm thinking like, oh, first season's like Bombad Jedi and like, <laughs> stuff, like the, all those episodes were like. You know, he's able to do a bunch of Jar Jar's able to do a bunch of stuff because he fell the right way and like, no. Um, but yeah, here we, we are. The force being channeled through Jar Jar that allowed him to fall yeah, those Darth, ways. He Darth just couldn't Binks. control okay. it. Yeah. Okay, Justin. <laughs> All right, so let's um let's get to our last question here. Um, this comes to us from Jeff on Twitter at Lazy Porg. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the lazy, lazy, por- the, the lazy Porg was probably one of the ones that was. Chewbacca was cooking up, right? Like he, well, was he didn't get away. away, away, away. Sure. <laughs> um, he says uh, he asks, uh, "Which future series are you looking forward to most on Disney Plus? Kenobi or Cassian Andor?" I'm a Kenobi guy, 100. Uh, percent I'm a Kenobi fan in general. I got quite a few Kenobi collectibles, and I mentioned this to uh, the Star Wars friends group chat the other day, but. Um, there is a final showdown between Maul and Obi-Wan that takes place on Tatooine in Star Wars Rebels, and I would love a live-action, shot-for-shot remake of that scene with Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. and Ray Park in the Kenobi series, and I think it would be amazing, even if it's already been done in Rebels. And I still want Sam Witwer to do the dialogue. I want all of it. Every be piece. beautiful crossover. I think I think it could be done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm with you. Kenobi, That's why I'm putting I mean, it out there right now. I want yeah, it to be a thing that, so they can start working on it. Yeah. Out <laughs> into, into the universe. Season yeah. three, 2025. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am. Uh, I'm also a Kenobi guy. I've said on the podcast before that you know um, 
Ewan McGregor's portrayal of uh, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the best part of the prequels. Ewan McGregor is my favorite actor, just even outside of Star Wars. And while I am... Is that because you're a huge Moulin Rouge fan? I actually love Moulin Rouge because he's so good. He's 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 singing voice like that movie doesn't really do anything for me, but the the songs I'm like, man, he's like a he's a double threat. Like he's you know, oh come um, on, he's at least a triple threat. Give me a why, break. yeah, but I can't think of what the the third thing you know. Um, but so I am excited for casting Andor, but I, as I've said before, um he didn't really do anything for me in rogue one. I didn't connect with that character. So I'm hopeful that the show will flesh him out. Just like the show, just like clone war, like we've said, clone wars was able to do for a number of characters, Mm -hmm. um, and make me care about him. But, uh, you know, at this point I'm, I'm still, I'm very focused on Kenobi. And I, I like, I'm excited for Kenobi, but I took a little bit different of a, of a direction than you guys. I'm actually really excited for the Cassie and the Andor series because, I loved Rogue One. Rogue One was fantastic. That's by far one of the best, if not the best, standalone Star Wars movie outside of you know the the nine that are there. Um, I, I think it was just well done. And if it's written in that same same vein, and we get more of a backstory on Cassian and how he became so, uh, what do I want to say? Um, not rigid, but how he. Yeah, kind of cold-hearted and and really focused on the job. And he didn't care who he doesn't care who he has to hurt to get information. I really want to find out how he got that way. And if it's done, you know, kind of in the same way that they've done um, the Mandalorian, where you know we've introduced some new characters that we really really like, um, and uh, they expand that universe and give us some some new character world building stuff, as Chris would say. Um, I, I'm really excited to see that one. I, I think the Kenobi series, I would love if it's his time on Tatooine and it's kind of like what the Kenobi novel was. Um, I actually liked the Kenobi novel. Uh, if you haven't read it, um, check it out. It's not canon anymore but um check it out and and see what you think i actually enjoyed it um but that's what i would uh, that story crossover into the kenobi series see and i i thought cassian i think it did bother him i think he just did what he had to do kind of thing like he was willing to do what was necessary for the rebellion even if it did cost him personally um because You know, like taking out an associate like he did in the beginning of Rogue Mm -hmm. One. I don't I don't know that that is something he took. But, you know, like you said, I think this Cassian Andor series is going to kind of fill in those gaps and and help us figure out who that character really was and is. And I do think it's going to be a cool show. I think espionage and and double agents and spying and all that kind of stuff is it's interesting and it's cool and there's a million things you can do. And we know that, um, beloved characters like, like agent Callis and, and Ahsoka Tano are both working as fulcrum agents at that time. And I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool things they can do, but yeah. I just, I, I don't Cassian Andor and I don't go back the way Obi-Wan Kenobi and I do. So yeah. there's oh, just yeah. not the history. Oh Yeah. And I think that's that's just a couple of the questions that we got um, this week. I'm sure there are more out there that we didn't get to this week, um, but we can get to those on some future shows. Um, so with that, um, we can move on to That's Not How the Force Works. Put the music here, Chris, or the first sound effect. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> So, uh, so let's let's just take some quick predictions, I guess, for uh, Clone Wars. Just one, maybe, like that you guys have. Um, I think for me, uh, not really a prediction, but we saw it in the teaser trailer. The three hundred and thirty second Clone Troopers. I I cannot wait to see those helmets. Um, I would love one of those, and I'm trying to get one. <laughs> so as soon as I can find one. I will I will get one and get it ordered, but uh, that that for me is probably the most exciting thing that I'm I'm waiting on seeing. So, so we're we're recording this on Sunday right now, and on 
Friday, day before yesterday, I, we posted on Twitter asking people to show us their uh, something from their Star Wars collection, and we got a bunch of like really awesome responses, some cool autograph things. But oh, yes. somebody, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, um, somebody posted a shelf where they had um, some clone buckets, yeah, and one that. of them was the 332nd, and it looked really nice. I and think it, he had, was it Wolf, or maybe just one of Plo Koon's um, uh, clone troopers, I'm not sure, but... That those were really cool. I'd love to get one of those. And I've since they did that Ahsoka Lives panel years ago, which I've watched a thousand times. I've been dying for this stuff. Yeah. Like I, since I saw the little pencil sketches with a, 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 you know, like a marker to put the orange stripes on the clone uh, clone troopers, I have been thinking about this this siege of Mandalore and this reunion of Anakin and, and Ahsoka. And because we got that confrontation with Ahsoka and Vader, and we thought we had the last interaction of Ahsoka and Anakin, but we really didn't. There's, Mm -hmm. there's this piece that we've never gotten to see before. And I plus more Darth Maul, which I already mentioned is one of my favorite things. And I'm on record a million times as Ahsoka Tano being, one of my favorite things in Star Wars. So that whole Siege of Mandalore, Ahsoka coming back into the fold, her and and Anakin having that reunion, and then what we know to be their final goodbye. I oh man, I, I and I <laughs> we know it's gonna happen. It's not even a prediction. It's it's like in all the trailers. I'm looking at my yeah. Ahsoka with her blue sabers and her new outfit, like Clone Wars promo poster right now. I, but I, I can't really think about anything else because I'm, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Tears are forming already. Here. To put uh, to put a tinfoil hat on, especially in Chris's absence and in tribute, um, I have two tinfoil, yeah, two tinfoil things up. Actually, but before I say that, the person with all the buckets on Twitter was. Black Squadron podcast. Thank you. Okay. So, nice. Yep. They, yeah, these are awesome. They look like real worn helmets too. Like they're a little dirty. Like I believe they're all Phase One trooper helmets, but they're a little dirty, a little worn. They look like legit helmets. They were fantastic. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Yeah. The carbon scoring is, is yeah very good. No. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so my tinfoil hat things. Um, one uh, one is uh, I know a lot of people on the internet were talking about Order Order sixty six. So I'm I am interested to see if there is overlap that includes Order sixty six. And I know Kyle was. I, were you upset about that people were doing this, or were you just poking fun at? People's? I was poking fun. I was mostly upset that you guys didn't find my meme hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought it was really funny, but also maybe you guys see different stuff on the internet than me. So, uh, but I, I am convinced we are hundred percent definitely going to see order 66 in clone wars. I, I, I usually Chris is the one that makes like, this is definitely going to happen statements when we're not really sure if it's going to happen or not, but I'm going to do it right now. I'm, I'm positive order 66. is going to a hot take. This been a hot, a hot take, take right here. Right you now. heard it here first. Breaking <laughs> news: Clone Wars season seven <laughs> definitely going to have Order sixty six in it. I would agree um, with you, Kyle. I don't think it's uh, that tin foily. Yeah. <laughs> and and then my other thing is is I'm wondering if the Siege of Mandalore, um, if it ties into the Purge. Maybe it's the first piece of a conflict that leads to a greater conflict that ends with the Purge. Um, like, will we see any of this? This the would start be the, of that? the Mandalorian purge, not to be confused with the Jedi purge. That, right? that is yeah. true. Yeah, we yeah. were just talking about the Jedi purge. So, yes, sorry. Yeah, the the purge that we've heard about in uh, reference many times in the Mandalorian, streaming now on Disney Plus. <laughs> we're not sponsored, but we could be. <laughs> oh, that would be that'd be pretty great. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm one. Those are the two things that I'm. I like it. I think it would be cool if they could tie in the Mandalorian purge. I think that is probably not likely. I think that would be the empire probably needs to rise and gain control. And then they're going to start taking out other potential rivals. Um, But, you know, who knows? Maybe they're going to go right after it right away. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. 
lots to yeah. come here in the next couple of weeks. So, um, I think we've got, uh, I think that's it for our final thoughts here. Um, let's uh, blow know, this we, thing and get out of here. Yeah. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. I got a really good feeling about this. If you guys want, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. Um, Josh, where can they find you at? I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. And Kyle? Yeah, and, uh, I'm Kyle, and I'm at KB underscore legend on Instagram and Twitter. And I just wanted to say, uh, if you are a fan of the show, thank you for listening. We really enjoy doing this. We got a lot of good interaction on social media this week. Thank you to everybody who has been involved there and sending us messages and sending us pictures and notes and replying to us and those kind of things. If you have a chance and you can like or leave us a comment or subscribe to us on wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be like the number one most helpful thing you could do. We would really, really, really appreciate it. It only takes a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are also very important. It helps us. It helps with the you know the Apple algorithms that get us um, you know showing up in people's search results easier and becoming you know higher relevance on that that little bar. So you know the more people that uh, give us that rating and review, um, you know the more likely we are to show up for others so if you can take the time to do that and you know even if you if you have friends that don't even like star wars you get them to you know go on there and do that for us anyway you know, I'm okay with a couple a couple black market uh ratings and reviews it's cool and maybe you know maybe they'll do that and then they'll be like what's this star wars thing and they'll start listening to our mm-hmm. show and they'll hear how smart justin is and they will just <laughs> you know, and how sick we are of hearing about it <laughs> Which and you can reach me at I am the Bendu, so you can hit me up there and tell me how smart I am too. It's okay, or how not smart I am. It's okay too. Um, you can also we've got a lot of cool content coming to you guys here in the next couple of weeks too. We got a lot of interviews coming up. Um, we have some really cool show themes uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks too that we're going to get out. We're to due you guys. for a giveaway. We got to give something away. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot more giveaways coming. Um, so you know, hit the like button, follow us on all of those uh, on all of those social media accounts, and we would greatly appreciate it. And we love interactions with our Star Wars friends, so we we're always anxious to hear your takes. I'm still waiting on somebody to chime in that did not like the Mandalorian. So. Uh, I haven't I seen any yet. They, <laughs> so, exist. I, they may not exist, but not if, if you're out there and you're listening to this show and you didn't like it, I'm still waiting to hear from you. So uh, feel free to hit us up. So um, I think that about wraps it up for us this week, guys. Um, as always, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>